This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. This is the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast with Andy Hill, session number 38. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Thanks for listening today, everybody. Today's show is supported by U.S. Legal Forms. You've heard me talk about the importance of getting your last will and testament set up so you're protecting your family against the unexpected. This is the same partner that Nicole and I used, and it's easy, it's fast, it's safe, and it's secure, and it allows you to get your will started from the comfort of your home. If setting up your will has been on your to-do list for a long time and you like supporting the show, you'll be doing us both a favor by going to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash will, W-I-L-L, and getting your will started with U.S. legal forms today. Again, that's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash will. Okay, let's jump into the show. You've been persistent. You've become best friends with Zillow.com, and your hard work has finally paid off. You have found your dream home. Now it's time for the important next step of choosing your mortgage. Some crucial questions start to pop into your head. Like, can we actually afford this home? What type of loan is the right one for us? And how do we get the best rate? With all of the stresses of life, with marriage and being a parent and your day-to-day job, the home loan process can get quite overwhelming. That is why I stress, like everything else on the show, that educating ourselves before we jump into a big decision is our key to family financial success. And the same goes with buying a home, a big decision for sure. The other day, I caught up with a longtime friend of mine, Tony Gatliff. He is the vice president of mortgage lending at BBMC Mortgage. After being in the industry for the last, I think, 15 years, it's safe to say that my good friend Tony is a mortgage expert. With mortgages being an extremely important piece of the home buying puzzle, I decided to ask Tony to give us a solid background on the loan process. On the show today, Tony and I chat about the differences and advantages of 15-year and 30-year mortgages, the nitty-gritty on mortgage rates, And actually, we go in a quick synopsis on the mortgage lending crisis, which we experienced in 2007 through 2010, rough, rough time frame there. But uh, some people really got impacted by that, uh, both Tony and I as well. We go into some of those details. A fair warning for this show, Tony and I go way back, so this in-person interview might have a little more laughter and some funny stories than uh, the, the typical episodes, so just a fair warning there. If you're considering buying a home now or in the near future, today's interview with Tony is for you. Educating yourself on the lending process will set you up for success when you buy that next home. Okay, let's jump into my conversation with the Vice President of Mortgage Lending at BBMC Mortgage, Tony Gatliff. 
All right, everybody. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast. We have an excellent guest today, Tony Gatliff. How's it going, Tony? It's it's going great, Andy. I mean, it's it's kind of weird. I, I now do you do you go by Andy on the podcast? I go by Ms. Andy. Okay, all right. I do okay? Yeah. I like that. Just I like, like high school buddy. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I didn't know if I had to call you like officially Andrew. Or oh like... no, no, I didn't change my name for it. I went straight up. I know there's a lot of people in the personal finance community go by the pseudonyms or or some mystery name. I just went straight up, and maybe that wasn't the smart thing to do. I have no idea. Maybe I'll find out. No, I think I think it's I think Andy Hill. It's yeah. like a good. It's a good like. Uh, it's like a Don Draper type of madman name, yeah. Andy Hill. Or it's a short, like, NASCAR name, Andy Hill. You know, there, whatever. <laughs> something to remember about. Here comes right? around to the turn, here comes Andy Hill. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. So, obviously, you guys can tell by the uh, uh, playful banter that uh, Tony and I have. We have known each other for a while, and we're actually sitting sitting with each other. So, this is the first time, Tony, I don't know if you know this, the first time that I've done an interview with somebody right across the table from me. so Live action. Live action. So whatever happens, happens, people. But Tony and I know each other from our childhood. Actually, we middle school, high school, we played baseball together, we played football together, and we've created a lot of memories together. And Tony and I ran into each other about a month ago, and we both looked at each other and said, you have a podcast? I have a podcast. <laughs> we should talk podcasts. Yeah, we should talk podcasts. Absolutely. Yeah. No. And uh, and uh, yeah. No. I mean, we go back uh, to when, uh, as people like to say, when Mor- Moses wore short pants. <laughs> so that was, uh, was quite a while ago. I mean, we're talking late eighties, early nineties here, folks. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, Tears for Fears was topping the charts. <laughs> MC Hammer was all the rage, and we were playing little league baseball together. So. Absolutely, man. And and you know, and Tony, um, not only does he have a great podcast, which we'll get into a little bit. But he's a uh, mortgage industry veteran. So what I wanted to do is invite Tony on the show to talk to us about mortgages today, because obviously with the historic low rates and everything that's going on uh, in the home buying uh, industry or home buying in general, no matter where you are across the country, there's a there's a fever for homes going on right now. We want to we want to help people take advantage of that. There's a fever and the cure for it is not more cowbell. <laughs> it is in fact finding a home that is for sale. There you right go. Now. There you that's, go. Absolutely. That, you can't find part. anything, right? No, no, you exactly. can't. You can't. That's absolutely true. And uh, so so yeah, um, so yeah, no, I'm absolutely I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Uh, you know, I I I love the fact that you have this marriage kids and money podcast because and, and I'm going to tell this story. I have to tell this story because I would be remiss not to tell it <laughs> on this podcast. So, so when we were in high school, I don't know if you remember this. Oh, here we, we go. We, we got, uh, I had a job valeting for mm-hmm. company vantage valet. And if you recall, I came home one night, like after a football practice or something and we were all out partying and you were like, what do you make valeting? And I, I said, ah, tonight was kind of crappy. You know, I think I made like 150 bucks, you know, and you're like cash. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, cash, you know, no, no taxes, whatever. And, he, and, and you're like, Hey, give me that guy's number. Let me go. Let me call him. Right. So gave you the guy's number, Adam Franco, shout out to Adam Franco, nice, my, for, my former Babe Ruth baseball coach. And also <laughs> a dude who had a valet company that hooked us up. Good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I'll never, I'll never forget. Um, I remember we were sitting there and we were, so, so when you valet, right, there's like a dead part of the night and you know what I'm talking about because you've done it, right? So you have like the rush of people coming in. 
Okay. And then you have the rush of people going out, but for three hours, there's basically like nothing to do. Right. Absolutely. And so if you recall, we used to valet a lot at Blossom Heath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shout, out to Blossom, shout out to Blossom <laughs> Heath, by the way. Ten I love mile, this memory lane. Yeah, this ten, is great. 10 mile in Jefferson and St. Clair Shores. <laughs> and, um, and so, so, uh, we were, we were valeting at Blossom Heath. So we would go and we'd try to scam a free dinner off of the, uh, the catering people. Cause usually they had like leftover dinners. People didn't show up to the wedding or whatever. Yeah. And so I remember we were in the middle of like eating dinner. Right. And I'm just like a high school kid, you know, I whatever. I didn't really think about money or, you know, whatever. I was trying to make money to like, you know, buy cool clothes and stuff, whatever. So. I remember you kept like running back and forth to this payphone, and I'm like, "What the hell is he doing? Like, like running back and forth to a payphone?" I mean, and by the way, folks, again, uh, you know, again, we're dating ourselves here, talking about payphones, payphones, <laughs> and, and this is going to date you this even is more. Pager. This is yeah. This is even pre-pager days. So, so you and I'm like, "Why are you, you keep running back and forth to this payphone? Like, what's going on?" And I remember what you told me was, I think you had an account at the time with Janice. You had a stock. You have a good memory, dude. This is great. (laughs) Yeah. So you had an account with Janice, which was sort of like the e-trade of its day. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's still around. I think they they still have mutual funds, but I don't think they're as as big of a player. Okay. So, so, right. But at the time, everybody Uh was doing Janice, right? And so this was like Andy's version of like online access was he would go to a payphone, he would dial an 800 number, and then they would say, put in your account number in the last four of your social or whatever. And then they would like read you like the stats of your account. Your account did this today. It did that. It da, 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 whatever. And you were like 16 years old and in high school. And you're like into like financial planning. And I'm thinking to myself <laughs> like, like I, and again, I don't remember the exact numbers or whatever. But I remember being like, like I remember asking you being like, how much you got in this account? And you were like, yeah, I got like $16,000. And I'm like, you're in high school, <laughs> you know, like, like you got enough money to buy like a respectable new car at yeah. that time, you know, and whatever. But I just remember that. And, and I remember you saying something to me, like you were like, you got to save your money. You got to save your money. You got to save your money. I'm thinking to myself like, yeah, it's a little early for that, I wow. think, but I guess it's never too early you know, I, when you talk about the time value of money and all that. I absolutely love that you remember that story, man. I remember doing those things, but I don't specifically remember running to the payphone, but I do remember the Janice account. I ended up just, like you said, getting hustle jobs like that, whether it was valeting or caddying at the country local club, country club. Which we did, too. I, I absolutely love where we just went with this conversation. <laughs> that was a perfect introduction to this relationship as well as uh, as as my penny pinching days when I was in the uh, when I was in high school. Yeah, no, it's funny. When, I, when you saw that, when I saw it was marriage, kids, and money, I'm like, well, he's married. He's got kids. He's always been a fan and of saving like, money. He likes money. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. That's right. I have some. I put it in a jar. I'd that, like more of it. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, let's uh, let's jump into things. So I gave you a short introduction. Could you tell us a little bit about what you do with BBC Mortgage? It, it, it's actually BBMC Mortgage. That's what I said. Let B- me try that again. <laughs> Tony. So, Tony, what do you do at BBMC Mortgage? Uh, that's okay. That's okay. A lot of a lot of my clients even who have done business well, BBC, with BBC because yeah, because the BBC. Yeah, 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 yeah,
Um, so basically, I'm a vice president of mortgage lending with BBMC Mortgage. I've been here at the company with BBMC, uh, myself and my business partner, Paul Zabair, who folks may have heard on my uh, my podcast and nationally syndicated radio show, Military Resource Radio. Oh, I'll put that in the show notes. Don't yeah, worry, everybody. Abso- absolutely. Yep. We'll get back to that later. <laughs> but myself and uh, my business partner, Paul Zabair, we run the Detroit area for BBMC. We're based out of Chicago. Um, and uh, I've been in the mortgage business for 14 years. I've closed over 4,000 loans as an originator, as well as managed, uh, you know, many, as our president likes to say, many, many people <laughs> over over the years and, and, and here at this company. And, um, you know, uh, uh, like I say, uh, you know, my uh, one of our big passions at BBMC Mortgages are veterans, and that's we're veteran owned and operated, and we really care in uh, in regards to making sure that these veterans get get taken care of properly. Um, and so, uh, part of that, I've been contracted by my company BBMC Mortgage to do an amazing, uh, if I do say so myself. <laughs> say, um, it. <laughs> say it. It's amazing. It's excellent. It's fantastic. It's, it's tremendous. Best. It's tremendous. There's not a better podcast or radio show out there. Uh, you'll never find a better host than me. But uh, <laughs> I, I can't resist the Trump jokes. But um, but anyways, um, yeah. So it's military resource radio. And what we basically do is we uh, we basically are trying to connect uh, veterans and active duty service members with uh, resources that will help them. Uh, and we will certainly be connecting them with our Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast uh, here because. Frankly, um, you know, that's part of what we do. We do all different types of resources, but a lot of it has to do with, you know, financial planning, mortgages, that type of stuff, trying to save uh, veterans and active duty service members money because, frankly, uh, VA loans for those folks who can qualify for them are usually cheaper than FHA loans or conventional loans. And a lot of veterans don't know that. So we do try to get the word out about that. Excellent. Excellent. Well, let's let's talk about that a little bit. So uh, what, what is the difference between, for, for those people out there, what is the difference between a VA loan and a conventional loan. What's what's the benefits of getting that VA loan? So so really, what you use a VA loan for is a couple different things. One, it has a lower rate of interest than what's out there in the market in terms of conforming loans. Okay, now um, especially a VA loan for someone who can qualify for it, who has that benefit um, through their service, ninety nine percent of the time, if the person doesn't have 20% to put down on the home, mm-hmm. a VA loan is going to be cheaper. Great. The other thing is if the, if the veteran, uh, if the veteran, um, has a service related disability and they're getting a monthly disability payout, which many, many veterans are, um, a VA loan is 100% always going to be the cheapest for a veteran because there's no uh, funding fee. Okay. Uh, typically what happens on a VA loan if you do not have a monthly disability payout is there's a funding fee that can be uh, you know, anywhere from like uh, 0.5% to 3.3% of the loan amount. It depends on certain factors and probably don't want to bore everyone with that right at this right at this very You're minute. talking to a money guy, buddy. Yeah. I like getting bored by this <laughs> no, stuff. No, I, I, I You're assure, saving the listeners. Okay. I, 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 I'm saving the listeners from it because they don't, they don't want okay, to hear okay. about it, believe me. All but right. yeah, no. So, so ba- basically, um, you know, when a veteran or someone who has that benefit calls me, I always look at... Um, you know, what would it be? What would it look like VA? What would it look like conventional? What would it look like FHA? And a lot of times the, the VAs are, are better. I'll tell you another reason why uh, VA loans are huge is you can go up to 100% of the value of your home, either on a purchase 
or a cash out loan. You can take cash out up to 100% of the value hmm. of your home and there is no monthly mortgage insurance. Hmm. So oh, okay. normally- okay. So the PMI, you avoid the, the PMI. PMI or MIP, right. uh, yeah, you do not have anything that's that's monthly. Um, it would all be paid for in that funding fee if you had one. But like I say, if you have a monthly disability payout, that goes away as well. So basically you can go to 100% of the value of your home, take mm-hmm. cash out, you lower can, down payment as well. Lower like down, yep. lower down payment yep. as well, and so you can you can do that as well. Um, uh, but the the nice part is, yeah, yeah, usually it's cheaper. And really, there's not another program out there, uh, at least that I know of. And I like I say, I've been in the mortgage industry for a while that you can go to a hundred percent of the value of your home yeah. with cash out. That's I just I, there's nothing else that you can do like that. So. Um, these veterans, obviously, you know, they've earned these benefits and everything, you know, it's part, it's sort of part of their, you know, discharge package when they, when they leave the military or, you know, it's part of their benefit while they're an active duty service member that they can do that. So, um, there's, there's many, many, uh, things that, uh, uh, the other, the other nice one big thing, and I'd like to mention this too, is, uh, with a VA loan, if you do a cash out or you do a purchase, you have an opportunity after the fact to do what's called a VA interest rate reduction loan. And at that time, if you go to just reduce your rate, there's no appraisal, hmm. there's no income verification needed, and usually we do those with no closing costs oh, most wow. of the time. So that's very, very, very... How uh, the hell do you guys make money? Uh, well, <laughs> we do, believe me. Okay, no, good. no, okay. no. On re- the interest rate. Re- yeah, really, right, okay. really at the end of the day, yep. we make money based on the interest rate. Got that's, it, yeah, that's, okay. that's really what well, it is. Well, that's good. I mean, there's... Like we're talking about, you di- you dissect the different ways that companies like this will make money, but there are so many benefits to uh, getting a VA loan for those veterans that um, it's it's a big it's a good deal for them. Oh, absolutely, without question. Excellent. I mean, look, people don't do refinances or loans if they aren't good for them, right? right. I mean, you right. know, at the, at the end of the day, we have to we have to make sure, you know, first of all, that we're treating people fairly and treating right. people right, and making sure that they're they're in something that's going to benefit them, but. It, you know, in general, in today's day and age, people are generally pretty educated about mortgages. Generally, they're not going to do something that's going to put them in a worse situation, especially with um, there's certain laws that are out there now and, and whatever that make that uh, that make doing a loan for someone that's not beneficial, which is what a lot of people were doing 10, 12, 15 right. years ago. It, it makes it almost impossible. Well, into, into can we talk about age. some of those things that have changed from, from when you, because you've been in this business for a while now. So like from yep. when you started to mm-hmm. where you are now, what has changed to protect consumers more? Oh my God, it's gotten outrageous. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I, and, and I mean, I don't know if my company would love me say this. In a good way, it's gotten yeah, outrageous. Yeah, no, no, no I, I don't know if my company would love me <laughs> say this and just shooting off of the cuff and giving opinions, but I will. I don't care. Um, no, look, um, when I first got in the business in 2003, 2004, 2005, we were just doing everything. Yeah. Okay. And it wasn't, it wasn't a situation where, you know, anybody really thought they were doing anything wrong or nobody was doing anything illegal or whatever, but it just was sort of the way that the business was at sure. the time. You're you know, giving somebody a home. You're, you're helping them. You're right. giving somebody a yeah. home. You're giving them a loan. You're helping them, yep. it's, et cetera, et cetera. And even back then, we still had like net tangible benefit stuff where there had to be a benefit to the loan, mm-hmm. all, all that kind of thing. Um, you know, and, and and frankly, to be honest, too, you know, I and, and this is something I always like to kind of mention to everybody, you know, in regards to the subprime, you know, the whole bubble and, you know, the, the people getting loans that they can't afford and all that stuff. You know, um, 
people were signing up for the loans. It's yep. not, it's not like it's, yeah, not yeah, it's on like, both sides. Absolutely. Right. It's yep. not like it's not like we were we were saying, "Hey, you have to take this. Let me put a gun to your head." Absolutely. Whatever. Um look, it it was outrageous back yep. then. Mm-hmm. Okay? There was not in my mind there was we were we were giving loans to too many people, right? Mm-hmm. And so like I'll give you an example, right? So like in 0304 when I started in the business, there's a thing called stated income, right? And that just doesn't exist anymore. Like it's just not there anymore. But basically it was like people that had, you know, if they were self-employed and they had a 720 credit score and, you know, look, I think, I think we all realize that sometimes self-employed people on their tax returns and stuff, it's not exactly like really a true picture of what they're actually. If there's no W-2 to to verify. Right, Right, exactly. So so it's not exactly like a true picture. There's a lot of deductions. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of things. So that was actually a useful thing, right? And so a person's got a 720 credit score, which is essentially perfect credit. Mm -hmm. Um, They're self-employed, and we can see that they've made their mortgage payments on time for the last 20 years, and yada, yada, yada. Okay, that's great. I have Mm -hmm. no problem with that. Well, then it started getting out of control, okay? So about 05, 06, 07, it became, oh, hey, you got a 580 credit score and you want to state your income and you want to take two mortgages up to 100% of the value of your home? Sure. Well, now we're getting outrageous, yeah. okay? So, yeah. so um, and, and frankly, I worked at a place, you know, to be totally honest with you, uh, I, you know, I started out in the business at, uh, at Quicken Loans. Um, uh, shout out to Quicken Loans. I know many people that still <laughs> still work there. Um, great company, nice people. You know, whatever. Not a not a bad place. Um, but you know, they started. They they weren't always. They were pretty much like an up the middle lender. Not mm-hmm. a lot of subprime stuff. Not. I mean, we had some of it, but not a ton. Yeah. Um. So, but then at that time, you had other companies that realized that these subprime loans were actually more profitable. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And so at that time, those products started coming out and these folks started jumping on it and that's all they wanted to do was do Mm -hmm. subprime loans. And they're putting people in subprime loans that didn't even need to be there that could have qualified for a conventional loan, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Could you you help people understand what is a subprime loan? What does that mean? So, okay. So when people use that term all the time, they have no idea what it means. Oh, it's a subprime loan. (laughs) It was the crisis. Uh, What what does that even mean? Right. What does it mean? Right. So, okay. So there's, there's multiple different types of loans, right? So you you have VA loans, you have FHA loans, which are guaranteed directly by by HUD mm-hmm. with the federal government. Okay. So they're really they're really have to get an insurance policy through HUD or through the VA to originate the loan yep. and be able to sell it on the secondary market. Then you have conventional or conforming loans, mm-hmm. okay, which is uh, anything that's backed by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. Okay. Now Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac um, uh, They've they've sort of gone through some transitions where they were private and now they're kind of public and sort of private and it, it's that that's a whole other thing we could go into that for okay. like 30, 45 minutes yeah. but but um, that's when people say conventional or conforming it's something that's backed by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac okay now gigantic uh, uh, companies or 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 or, or government sponsored entities government sponsored entities that have a bunch of money that that loan people money it, it, what, what they really are is insurance companies okay. and so what they do is a, a bank like uh, you know let's say ABC Bank yep. they underwrite a loan in accordance with Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac standards mm-hmm. what they do is they take out an insurance policy okay and it basically says hey Andy we'll give you this loan 
But Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae, if Andy doesn't pay, you owe us. You're making us whole. Got it. And so we're paying you an insurance policy to do that. Um, Got it. Uh, do those insurance policies ever get paid out? Uh, not without a fight. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you that. No, they they do. But I mean, obviously, these are things that you know claims are made, and it's litigation, okay. and it's it's. I'm whatever. sorry, I keep asking you questions. We were you were on subprime, and I, yeah, yeah. I interrupted you. Go so, ahead. So that's okay. So so then the 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 um, the next type of loan would be either non-conforming or some people would say shorthand subprime, which means that it's not backed or insured by anybody. Okay. Okay. The bank is simply making the loan and they're accepting all the risk for it. Uh, okay. Now, typically when you would say non-conforming, you hear, you hear people kind of use it in, in two different connotations, mm-hmm. right? One is jumbo, yeah. which is like a good connotation, right? Like you have a big <laughs> loan and it's a jumbo. Some marketing right? department made up that right. it, it, Exactly. Jumbo <laughs> loans, right? And so, and then subprime loans, it's like bad. Yeah. Those were bad. Those <laughs> right. were bad. Well, it's really the same thing. Same thing. Okay. okay. It's okay. just all. It's just on one. The the underwriting standards are very very difficult and uh-huh. it has a uh, a very good rate of interest. Okay. On the other one, uh, subprime, the the terms are much less favorable. Okay. Right. So. Um, when people would say subprime, they meant they basically meant something that couldn't fit into the FHA, VA, Fannie Mae, Freddie uh-huh. Mac box, but somebody was paying a above market rate of interest. So they're going to pay like where where rates are four percent right now, they'd pay something like seven percent. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Okay. And and so that that's in general. So um, more of a risk for the bank that's loaning it, but um, well, and and this they this didn't is mind. this is the part. No, of course they didn't mind. <laughs> um, you know, and 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 look at the end of the day, I mean. This drives me so nuts that mm. these banks and everything got all kinds of bailouts or whatever. These, yeah, these yeah, yeah. because here's the reality of it, right? Yes, those loans were more risky. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was understood, yeah. and that's why you charged higher fees, right, and made more money. and higher rates of interest yep. to to alleviate that risk. Right. Well, what happened to all that money that you collected <laughs> that you collected for the the higher risk? Yeah. Well. It lined all the executives' pockets, and then it was Absolutely. gone. And yep. then, and then it's like, well, we don't have any more money left. Like, what are you going to do? They can't personally go after the CEO of you know Washington Mutual and say you owe us forty-seven million dollars or, or whatever it is mm-hmm. because he took it as compensation. Yeah. At that point, it's just like, well, the business is done. What do you want me to do? Wow. And so, kind of that's uh, there's there. It's a longer, a much longer story I, than I that. I really appreciate how you explained but, that though, because <laughs> yeah, man, a lot of people went through two thousand eight, two thousand. 2009 with this with this everything that happened and they'll say well it's because of the subprime loan <laughs> crisis and they don't really know what that means now now we have a lot more insight now, into now it. you have a little bit more insight i mean again this is something we could go we could talk for hours about but that's a, a decent baseline well i appreciate that and 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 this is that's exactly what we're doing here we want people to be educated and especially if they're going to be approaching a new home you know we got crazy home buying season right now there's no there's no inventory especially in metro detroit where we are there's no inventory if you are interested in some decent home i know that happens a lot in different parts of Denver, I think is exploding too. With, yeah, Seattle yeah. is going crazy right yeah. now. Somebody was somebody put a uh, uh, thing on Facebook the other day that if you would have bought a house in Seattle the same year that Amazon oh, came God. out, you would have done better on the house than you would have on Amazon. Oh, really? On, the, on, on buying the yeah, stuff? Yeah, and I think somebody uh, refuted that or something, sure. but, but I think it was like pretty close actually, wow. which is that's crazy well, in real it, estate It mirrors inflation. the growth probably of, of everything that's happening there. So, <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about um, non-VA loans just for a moment. Um, 
I, I went with a 30-year the first time I bought a home, you know, when I was uh, uh, saving my pennies doing valet, saved up, <laughs> <laughs> saved up enough of a down payment to get a, you know, a mortgage on my first home, and I got a 30-year, and, you know, I, I didn't know much at that point. I knew that when I was 22, I wanted to not live in my parents' house very long, and what I was supposed to do was buy a home, and I quickly learned that I didn't have the proper amount of income to support paying the mortgage. So I got a bunch of roommates that lived with me for the next five, six years, which actually worked out pretty well because I met some great guys, but I'm going off on a tangent. So anyway, 30 year and 15 year. Can we? T- can you tell us a little bit about the differences? Why, why might somebody be interested in a 15 year versus a 30 year? What are the advantages? Can we talk a little bit about that for people? A- absolutely. Yeah. So I can give you a very simple and very easy example, right? So basically, um, there it, it really has to do with um, with what you're looking to do and what you're comfortable with as a person, right? And so the first thing I always tell everybody is, hey, look, uh, you will absolutely spend less money the lower that your term is. That is a fact. Yeah. Okay. That is an absolute mathematical fact. It is not going to change. Um, but the reality of the situation is, you also have to be able to afford your payment. And and so so the biggest thing that I always tell people is like you don't want to be cash strapped, mm-hmm. right? Like that feeling that yep. you're talking about, yep. where it's like, oh my god, you know, like whatever. Could you imagine if you would have taken a fifteen oh, at that time? No, no way. Right. Ex- yeah. Exactly. You would have been absolutely. You and, and and whatever amount of principal that you would have paid down in that six year period of time or whatever wouldn't have been worth it with the night sweats that you would have been having through your pillow, <laughs> right. thinking like, oh my god, how do I pay? You know, how do I pay this or whatever? Right. So like, but just to give you an example, right. So let's say just take two two of the exact same loans, right. They're both three hundred thousand dollars, right. And so let's say uh, the a thirty years at four uh, percent, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so a thirty years at uh, at four percent. Um, hold on one second. Okay, perfect. We're doing the real numbers. We're right doing now, the people. real numbers right it's now, gonna, people. It's going right? to be good. Okay, <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. So, so a thirty year, your payment would be fourteen hundred and thirty two dollars, right? Three hundred thousand dollar loan, thirty year, four percent, right? No insurance, no taxes. No insurance, no taxes. Yes, fourteen hundred and thirty-two dollars. The first month on a thirty-year, you're going to pay a, pay four hundred and thirty-two dollars towards your principal. You're going to pay a thousand dollars in interest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, fifteen years are always at a little bit lower of a rate. So let's say a, a, a fifteen years at three point five, right? Well, on that, your payment is certainly going to be higher, right? It's going to be twenty-one forty-four. Okay. Woo. So yeah, that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> but uh, but let me ask you this question: uh, You're paying off the home in half the period of the t- of time. Is fourteen thirty eight times two more or less than twenty one forty four? Whoa! Do that again. For- <laughs> Say it again. Fourteen thirty eight times two. Yes. Which would be roughly what twenty nine hundred bucks, twenty eight twenty nine hundred. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is only twenty one forty four. Yes, and it gets you paid off in half the amount of time. Yes, right. So mm-hmm. you can see there's an advantage to that. On this one, fifteen year first month, you're paying twelve hundred and sixty nine dollars in principal, and you're paying only eight hundred and seventy five dollars in interest. Yeah, big difference. So the interest is obviously a little lower because you get a lower lower on the rate. Mm-hmm. But what a fifteen year ultimately does is it forces you to pay down the principal, and you pay it down at such a quick clip. You wouldn't even believe it. Right. Like I had my rental and my home, my regular home, 
on 30 years for years, mm -hmm. right? I just switched the rental over to a 10, yep. and I just switched the 15 year over to a um, to a fifth or uh, sorry, just switched the primary over to a 15 year, mm -hmm. um, and it is unbelievable how quick they how quick you the overall principle it's unbelievable yeah. and like you check you check your online account and you're like can that be right, right. you're like did somebody like accidentally pay or Absolutely. whatever but no no it's uh look if you, if you can afford uh, the payment whatever the lowest term that you can do is certainly going to save you money over the life of the loan but you also have to look at things like how much are you saving? Mm -hmm. How much are you saving in your retirement? Because yep. there's time value of money to that too. Absolutely. And with as low as rates are right now, you have mortgages which are all tax deductible, right? So let's say that 15 year, 300,000, 15 year at three and a half, right? Well, really with the tax deduction, you're really paying two and a half. Okay. Yep. Right? Yep, yep. So, or, you know, whatever yep. it is, some, some amount yep. less mm -hmm. than that, yep. right? Um, but you're, But what you can do is you can take that extra money that you were going to pay on a monthly basis on a 15 year, and you can put that in a separate account and maybe make right now in the economy, you're probably making seven, 8% on yep. stocks right now, mm -hmm. yep. right? So now you've got a spread between seven and 8% and two and a half or what it, whatever it is. Um, so right now, you know, it, it's not a bad idea to do that either. It just, you know, really at the end of the day, People have all kinds of different ways that they're trying yep. to get financially ahead. And to me, it's always like there's no one right or wrong way. Yep. Because like I understand when I talk to people, right? Like there's a there's a human element to this, right? There's a human element to this, which is, yes, uh, technically, if you want to save the most amount of money, let's live in an outhouse, have one t-shirt and one pair <laughs> a of tiny jeans. Home. Those yeah. are those are in vogue. Or, or, yeah, those those <laughs> things, right? No, those actually look pretty cool. Those don't look like outhouses, yeah, I gotta right. say. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, you know, it there's a human element and you also do have to enjoy your life, yep. right? And so my job as uh, a vice president of mortgage lending here at BBMC is to basically get people on the phone and talk to them a little bit about like what do they really want? You know, like like I'll I'll save you money, but you've got to tell me kind of what you're looking to do and what's an affordable payment for you. And then you kind of find a program that that um that uh, sort of fits into all that and can save them some money, uh, but also is not going to make it where their life is a miserable living hell. I think that this is a great conversation <laughs> because there are there are values to both of them. One's not right, one's not wrong. It fits for people's personal situation. That's what personal finance is. It's personal. You know, everybody's situation is different. Well, right. You know, I like, I love that. Uh, have you seen that uh, H&R Block commercial where the guy's like sitting down with the woman and, uh, and uh, she, he's talking to her about uh, retirement or whatever, and she's like, she's like, well, I'm looking to retire in 30 years. He's like, well, what are you looking to do over the next five years? And she's like, well, I thought this was about retirement. And he's like, yeah, I know, but you're also going to be living 30 years until you retire. <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering, like, what do you want to do in that 30 years, mm -hmm. right? Like, I, I have a lot of clients that um, that are older, you know, and. Uh, and you know, senior citizens and and whatever. And so a lot of times I see this, you know, they retire with this massive amount of money. And I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, like, dude, you're 86. Mm -hmm. Like, how how are you realistically like even going to spend this? Yeah. And you kind of wonder to yourself, like, you know, did this guy have a great life or sure. did he did he pinch and pinch and pinch and right. pinch and, and now he's 80 his money. now he's 86 and yeah. it's like that's great dude like Scrooge McDuck's a personal hero of mine right. 
but 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 at, at the end of the day, you also do have to enjoy your life. So I, I will tell you personally, and I and and you know, um, being just being very honest with uh -huh. you, right? Like you know, I. Uh, I should have way more money saved than I do. <laughs> that that that's just a fact, sure. right? I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I I definitely should. And I mean, mm -hmm. of course, anybody that you talk to sure. is going to say the same sure, thing. They're absolutely, going to say, yeah. I wasted money on right, this, or yeah. I wasted money on that, yeah. whatever. Um, but but you know what? At at the end of the day, I I, th I think what I try to look at with clients is life. Yep. Not just dollars and cents, but like life. That's good. So that man. makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I love it. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, -on -one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello and use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. I love it. Okay, cool. So, um, we dived into a little bit of, of a little bit about mortgages and some of the details there. We talked a little bit about about rates. You started to do a little calculation on on your 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 awesome computer there with the <laughs> Lego Tony on there, which I like. The, those are Tetris stickers. Tetris. By the I'm way. Sorry. sorry. I've got my '90s uh, reference. Right. Yeah. <laughs> reference. <All right>. <laughs> Thank you. So the the rates that you put into the uh, the old their computer. Um, I've always heard my parents talk about. Back in the 80s, you guys are really lucky right now with mortgage rates. Back in the 80s, we had 17, 18%. It was insane. Are, are the rates that we have the ability to get right now, are these unprecedented? 
it's not totally unprecedented, mm -hmm. okay? Um, during the Great Depression and, you know, uh, certain times where there have been extreme, extreme recessions, I mean, you've had 30-year fixed mortgages at like one and a half, two percent because wow. they're trying so hard to, to borrow. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So um, in the last 50 or so years, um, these are not the the lowest, but they're within, you know, a half a percent, three quarters of a percent of the lowest. Yep. So you're certainly at, you know, very, 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 very near the bottom. But my uh, my childhood home on Maras at, I think, 13 percent wow. or so, you know, something mm -hmm. like that. You know, that was and, and I mean, in the 70s during the Carter administration, late 70s, it was even worse. I yeah. mean, it was 17, 18, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. uh, these are close to unprecedented. Um, but to be uh, to, to be very honest and blunt about it, um, it's going to be very tough. For, for our economy when rates do go up because yep. eventually they have to and eventually they will. They've been yep. saying this for the last for 10 time. years at yeah. this point. Um, the day that I started at Quicken Loans in 2003, uh, rates were at seven and a quarter mm -hmm. and people were going ballistic about how awesome it was. Oh. <laughs> at that time, they were taking people from 10 to nine to eight mm -hmm. to, to seven, you know, and, and whatever. Um, but at this point, the, the thing that I worried about, worry about for the housing market is that everyone's so addicted to cheap money. Yeah. Right. And so think about this, right? Like I've got on my 15 year on my primary, I've got 2.875 on the other one. I've got 3.3 because nice. it's investment property or whatever. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine saying to somebody that has a mortgage at 2.875%, um, you know, like their wife coming to him and saying, honey, the kitchen's a little small. Think we need to buy a new place, and it's like, no, we effing do not, because <laughs> rate, because rates are at fifteen percent and we're at three right now. Right, right. So I, I think that that's that to me is what concerns me. Okay. Is, so, is so where do you think that? So based on the news that you've been hearing and the way that uh, you know the Fed is coming back, how quickly are these rates going to go up? How I mean, do we need to be jumping on these rates right now? What do you think? I, I mean, look, I, I certainly don't think that there's uh, much of a possibility for them to go down. Right. Right. Like there's yep. that, like, that's it. We're done. Like, yeah. right, like, yeah. like now could they go down on an eighth or a quarter? Yeah, yeah sure. Uh -huh. I mean, but that's not in the grand scheme of things. That's nothing. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I think right now, if you're you're looking to buy a house or you're looking to, I mean, I would I would do or it now for that matter, uh, right? or refinance. Yeah. I I would do it right now because frankly, the, there's not much room for them to go down. Yeah, uh, but there's a whole lot of room for them to go up. Right. When does it make sense to do a refi, and when doesn't it make sense? I know there are closing costs that come with that. You got to balance how long you're going to be in the home. Can you talk about that a little bit? It's all about looking at the individual situation, right? Like you have people that say these hard and fast rules like, oh, if you're if you're not going down by a full percent, it doesn't make sense. Well, that's just garbage, okay? Because there's, there's, there's some, uh, depending on the loan size, depending on the state that you're in, like to close a loan in North Carolina costs $1,600. To uh, to close a loan in certain counties in Florida costs thirteen thousand mm, dollars. Wow! Um, so it's the the there's a large variance in you know uh, uh, 
what makes sense based on, you know, many, many, many other factors. Um, so, you know, honestly, really, it's just about, you know, talking to someone who's a real pro that that knows what they're doing. And then you can sort of analyze the numbers, right? And, and a lot of it does depend too on, on how long you're, you're going to be in the home. A lot of times what I do with my clients is if they're saying like, I'm not sure I might sell next year, I might be here for 30 years. A lot of it, you know, the easiest way to do that, frankly, is to do a zero closing cost loan where maybe the market rate is 4%, right? This person's at 5%, mm-hmm. but you maybe give them four and a quarter and you pay all their closing costs. Oh, okay. So that way they're saving three quarters of a point in interest. They're not investing anything mm-hmm. into it mm-hmm. and they're saving three quarters of a point in interest in the first day. Right. Right. So there's no hurdle to get over. So if they did sell in three months, at least they haven't lost anything. Absolutely. That's a great point. Right. So for me, that's, so for me, that's kind of what I do. Now, certainly, you know, when somebody's paying your closing costs, is the rate going to be a little higher? Yes. It has right. to be absorbed make in the rate. But, you know, it, 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 again, depends on everybody's personal situation. Then you have other people that are like, this is the home I'm going to be in. I'm never going to change anything. Da, 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 da. Okay, well, fine. At that point, then maybe you look into paying some points, which are extra on top of the closing costs, to get that rate as low as humanly possible. Right. You know? And so I was doing that a lot for people in, you know, 2012, 2013, when rates were like at Super three low. and a quarter on a, on a 30-year fix. Yeah. You know, I had a client, uh, the lowest 30-year fix I ever did, I had a client buy down three points to go to like 2.8. Wow. On wow. like the lowest day of rates that I've ever seen. Sure. Smart it's, guy. I, I guess you would do that if you had the cash and you just wanted to... I guess keep the rate as low as possible. I mean, I, yeah, that that's okay. the pain points is like a long term play. Yeah, okay. Like if you think that you're going to be in the loan for you know ten years, twelve years, fifteen years, that's when people like to pay points. Okay. Um, but you know, j- just and just frankly, to be honest too, it's uh, it's not uh, something that's out of their pocket. It's normally you know all closing costs and points and all that are going to be rolled into the loan. Right. You do have some people that are extremely financially conscious. They're like, I'm just going to pay it out of pocket. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it, you know, like that. But ninety nine point nine percent of people the they they just want to roll it into the okay. loan. Okay, okay, yeah. that makes sense. So <clears throat> if I'm looking to do the refi or I'm looking to get a new mortgage. What factors play into what the rate is going to be? Is it all credit score? Is it down payment? Is, it's, how does it's, that work? It's a, so, so the factors that are really going to be in terms of loan, uh, what loan that you get, right, are going to be credit score, how much equity or down payment you have in the home, uh, as well, uh, debt to income ratio is okay. going to be one that's going to dictate maybe what type of loan that you can go into. So therefore, it's going to sort of dictate your rate. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, the, I, those, those are really, you know, the, the, and you know, as well, you know, states and counties too, like uh, certain investors don't go in certain states, don't go in certain counties, et cetera, et cetera, too. So there is a little bit of a pricing differential based on states and counties and all that, all that kind of stuff too. Um, uh, as well, you know, there's loan limit limitations based on counties, and that's a whole other thing we get in, which is boring. But uh, but but anyway, I seem so. to ask the questions that's yeah. for boring. Yeah, no, boring you're, you're, asking, you're asking the most you're asking the most technical questions uh, that no, it's because I'm so interested in it. The, the the real thing about this podcast is that. Uh, yes, I'm doing my best to help everybody else learn, but really, I'm being selfish and trying to help myself <laughs> try to, learn try a little to bit learn more for too. Yourself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, man, it's a, uh, it's it's absolutely a, uh, it, it's it's it is a tricky industry. Um, there's a lot of things that uh, go into it, but you know, year after year, I always tell people like I'm always like. Uh, 
there's there's not there's literally um not much that surprises me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like there's there's almost nothing that I can run into now that I haven't uh run into uh previously. Uh, actually this weekend I had a little something that that I was like, well, I I just genuinely don't know how to handle that. Like <laughs> it has never come up in 4,000 loans or 14 years, but uh no, most of the time uh most of the time, you know, uh, mortgages aren't brain surgery. Sure. There a lot of it's just common sense. Well, that's good. Well, we're helping people with that common sense today. So, Nicole and I are going to consider getting into rental properties. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe probably next year or the year after that, we're trying to save up our our, uh, our valet pennies right now uh, <laughs> to make that happen. Um, how does the lending rate? How do the lending rates differ from your primary residence to investment properties? Is it another point? Is it uh, how does that work? Significantly, okay. It's normally uh, based on the same rate. It's normally at least a two point five percent points. Really, uh, it, like if you were to get four percent with zero points on yeah. a primary residence, mm-hmm. you would get four percent with two point five points at least Got it. on okay. an investment property. Got it. The other thing is typically you're going to need at least twenty to twenty five percent down. Yep. You you cannot do a VA or FHA loan on an investment property. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, the only uh, I, there are some non-conforming lenders that do them, but the rates are going to be even more so, you know, high. Uh, but you want to optimally, you want to do twenty percent down, and you can you can um, excuse me, do a a conforming loan. Okay. Um, so <laughs> so no, so no. if there was like a so for our in our three hundred thousand dollar example, let's say we're doing the thirty year, and that was at four mm-hmm. percent. Uh, if I was doing a three hundred thousand dollar investment property, which I sure as hell will not be, um, <laughs> what would that rate be? Would that be like a five percent? No, or 6%? if it was like the same points and whatever, yeah. it might be might be. Um, it might be a half a percent, but that depends okay. on the pricing sheet for that day. It's sure, not, it's sure, not sure. it's not always uniform yeah, yeah. Okay. Every, every single day. Some days, but like, I'm not paying five more percent in order to get a loan. No, you know, it's no, like, no, no, it's, no. It's it's, it's within okay. the same. Okay. It's within the same type of type of deal. Um, now, most of my clients, I will tell you, do not consider it negligible. They are usually, <laughs> I'm sorry. They are usually it is hundreds of they, thousands no, of dollars. No, no but they here. are usually they're they're usually understanding. But they're like, man, that much. And it's like, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, yeah. but it's but, because there's an increased risk for the lender. Absolutely, and and it's increased risk for Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac because during that subprime, you know, oh, yeah. uh, pro, you know, they that was the thing that they really got burned on was investment properties and second homes. Most people, you know, they want to keep a roof over their head, yeah. right? So like no matter what, they're going to fight for they're going to fight to 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 pay their mm-hmm. mortgage, right? But in terms of like somebody's got a second home condo near Disney in Florida and they're like, well, I just can't afford this anymore. <laughs> I'm going to walk like, away from that later, you know, like, <laughs> and, and, and so that's, you know, that's been something that's happened. But, um, here's what I would tell you about rental properties though. And this is just nothing to do with money. This sure. is just you and me talking as yeah. a friend. Uh, I would discourage you from really? doing okay. it unless, tell you, me. Tell unless me you want another full-time job. <laughs> I mean, it, look, look at the, you got what two kids now? Yes, yeah, okay. five and three. Five and three. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that you won't be busy anytime soon. Uh, you'll have plenty of time <laughs> to work on that work on that rental property all day. Um, but uh, no, look, uh, look. Does is it does it going is it going to make you money? Uh, probably yes. Yeah. You're a smart guy. You're a smart investor. Mm-hmm. It'll probably make you money. Um, but then you'll start looking at it. You'll be like. What's this bringing in me, bringing me in like two hundred and fifty bucks a month? Right, you know, and I got this person in there. They might trash my house. Yeah, and, yeah you yeah. know, it's look. At, at the end of the day, uh, you know, certainly I've made money on mine. Sure. I mean, I'm not saying that I that I haven't. Yeah. Um, 
was it worth it sure. <laughs> for, for, for the aggravation? Absolutely. And the answer is I, I, absolutely not. Now, there's some definite appeal to the just the passive income of putting your money in a you know a brokerage account and letting it do well with a good index fund or something like that and let that grow and that you, you have really no movement that you need to do, um, you know, the exciting thing about rental real estate, but I have not done it to the extent that you have, <laughs> would be that I could partner with my wife, who's a great home designer, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Yeah, she's that great won't at- cause any problems between you. <laughs> <laughs> FYI. <laughs> It'll be smooth sailing. You guys will never have an argument Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. We never do. We never do have arguments. It's beautiful. It's no, beautiful no. Relationship. No, I know. And, and No, but, but you know, um, honestly, if you're not looking to do a ton of work and do yeah. a ton of stuff. I would suggest maybe something like a REIT, a yeah. real estate yeah, yeah, investment yeah. trust. Good way to get into real estate. Good way to get into real estate it. without having to Good do the, all that crap. Yep. You know, and it's T- just tell, tell everybody what a REIT is. A REIT is a real estate investment trust. And uh, I actually, believe it or not, uh, um, a, a client of mine is a guy by the name of Adam Carolla. He has a small little podcast that's the most... Uh, uh, small one? Yeah, most most listened to podcast in the world. Wow. Um, but uh, he's a client of mine, actually. Awesome. And so they they um, they uh, advertise on their podcast. I just heard him the other day. It's uh, it's called uh, Rich Uncles. Yep. It's a real estate investment trust that, uh, that like anybody can get into. Like you can invest 10 bucks in it, you wow. know, or, or whatever yep. the case is. So... Um, you know, for mine, my uh, my rental. Uh, oh God! If I could have just never gone back and just not, I should have either I should have either done one or two things with that. I should have either never bought it, or I should have just stayed in it and, and paid it off sure. or whatever. Was, but was this your first home? That was my first home. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. over in St. Clair Shores, Michigan. Awesome. The be- beautiful St. Clair Shores. Yep. And um, there, there are a few of our friends in this exact same situation. <laughs> they got the house. I mean, yeah. I did the same thing. I got the house in 2004. You know, right. you move out of it because you want something else, but it's like still waiting for it to appreciate. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. And no, actually, to be honest, I'll tell yeah. you the tell you the truth. I was really concerned about that. I mean, the yeah. value was down at one point to like ninety thousand yeah. dollars. Now it's probably up. You know, it's it's back up to, you know, probably about what I paid for it. But mm-hmm. talk, but. God, how much yeah. money have I put into yeah, it, you know, over the years yeah, over or whatever, decade, yeah, I mean, right. you know, and yeah, I've made money on rent, I made money on whatever, mm-hmm. but it's not that much, Absolutely, you know, and yeah, and yeah so uh, actually I've been talking to uh, a mutual friend of ours, uh, I won't say his name because we're going to talk about his situation, but you know, the guy that I'm talking about. Yeah. And uh, he's got uh, he's got the same kind of situation where he's like, I don't know, should I rent this? Should yeah. I keep it? Should I do, you know, what should I do? Mm-hmm. And, you know, whatever. And and uh, yeah, so it's always that like first house to second house, you know, type of jump. Did you keep your rental in Royal Oak or did so you sell it? We, uh, we, so Nicole moved in with me when we got married and then... <clears throat> oh, we, keep it, um, keeping it honest. All right. I like that. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's part, part of their culture, my friend. Um, she moved in with me after we got married and we lived there for three years. And yeah, I mean... Talk about you know putting money into it and then just kind of breaking even, but that's that's what we did. We ended up just selling it. We didn't you know. Yeah, but you know what? For the didn't time, make a dime. For, but, for the time you bought it, if you broke even, yeah. That, that, I mean maybe. I mean may, maybe. maybe. Well, even. right. I mean it I mean, wasn't a you know wasn't horrible. We either 
you know, lost five grand or made five grand somewhere around there, you know? Yeah. But, but, but still at the end of the day, yeah. that's nothing compared yeah. to all this, you know, and, and really at the end of the day, it's like, you are going to have some type of housing expense, yeah. right? Like, oh, yeah. like how, like houses, you know, they cost money, right? Yeah. So it's it live just, somewhere. You got, yeah, you do have to live somewhere. Right. And so, so I think, uh, I, I think for what you did, I mean, that's, that's not too dang bad. No, you know? not, not too bad. And, no. uh, Glad and we got out of but, it, though. but yeah, so I would tell you, you know, rental properties, <laughs> listen, it's great. It's a good, it's, it's a good thing to do, but it does take some time and it's not going to be, right. uh, it's not going to be so what just you're saying this, is like, for a guy who is a father uh, to two kids, a husband, a guy who's trying to do a podcast, a blog and trying to run a marathon this year and have a full-time job. You don't think it's a good idea? Uh, no, <laughs> not, I didn't even know about the marathon, but, but that that's going to convert my no to a hell no. <laughs> as, as a matter of fact, all right, dude, all right. I can't One wait, thing at wait a time. Hold on. Tell me about that. You're, you're running a marathon. I'm trying. I'm trying. I Coach, did a half Coach McLeod. Last year. Coach McLeod. R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> Coach McLeod would be very proud of he that. He would. He would. All those down ups. All those down ups <laughs> have, uh, have uh, finally uh, finally converted over That's to something useful. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. Well, let's uh, let's let's wrap it up. I want to understand. Uh, you, you had mentioned that you guys are really into uh, supporting our nation's veterans and active duty service members. I was reading on your website about the Patriots Charity Initiative. Sounds like a really great program. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, So Patriots Charity Initiative is something that we're really, really proud of at BBMC. And basically, here's how this works. What we do is each funded loans proceeds doesn't have to be a VA loan. It can be conventional, FHA, non-conforming, any of the loans that we do. Uh, Each client is given a form at closing to donate $150 of not their money, but BBMC's money to one of four different veteran charities. Okay. And so, uh, the client gets to select which charity it goes to, but it's not their money. Um, it's kind of funny too. I actually had a client call me at tax time last year and be like, Hey, can I get a receipt for that? And it's like, dude, it wasn't even your money. It's like, are you serious right now? Like, no, you're not getting a tax receipt. Like, come on. That's great. Dude, that was low. When he, when he called me, I was like, that's a little, <laughs> anyways. Just thinking but, of all the angles. Yeah. Right. Like I get it. People are trying to save money on their taxes, but come on, you knew that wasn't your money. But, but anyways, so, um, so the, the companies, the, the, the organizations we work with, with, excuse me, they're not companies, they're charities, but um, it's uh, Headstrong, which uh, Headstrong uh, specifically uh, specializes in uh, Iraq and Afghanistan veterans with uh, PTSD. It's uh, cost-free, stigma-free, bureaucracy-free uh, mental health uh, for these folks. That's great. And all they got to do is call, and they're put 24-hour helpline. Uh, they're put in touch with a uh, with uh, a psychologist in their area right the same day because a lot of times what happens is these guys go to the VA and stuff. And, you know, it ends up being like this situation where it's like, oh, you're suicidal. Okay, um, we'll talk to you in a month. Yeah. You know, and it's like, no, a month's not, not what you need. A, a month is not going to do it. Yeah. You know, like that, that's not how it works. So, you know, there, that's, that's one of ours. And that's, a, that's a huge one that I, that I just absolutely love and, and, and that I'm, you know, very, very uh, passionate about. The other ones are, uh, are the mission continues, which, uh, they kind of serve as a framework for United States military veterans to deploy in community service, tackling issues ranging from, uh, chronic homelessness, ending uh, hunger, you know, they, 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 it's just, it's great for veterans in their little local area to, um, get together and sort of, uh, uh, 
do something that's rewarding to the veteran, right? Mm-hmm. And so when the, veterans are used to serving, right? Yep. So when they're serving someone else, they're happy, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's kind of what the mission continues does. And then you have also uh, the USO, which uh, the USO, I'm sure you know from like the Bob Hope shows. Yep. USO like all show. Exactly, <laughs> USO shows. And so we're actually, uh, we actually, uh, two of our executives, Alana Ross and Todd Jones, uh, actually just got back uh, on a trip through the Middle East with the USO uh, that BBMC kind of partially sponsored and sent care packages and all that kind of stuff. And so the USO really what they do, I mean, everybody's, you know, the shows and the comedians and all that, but what they really do is, is they're trying to bring a slice of America and keep people in touch with America when they're overseas. And it's just like, Hey, I know you're on a military base, but like, we're thinking about you at home, Hmm. you know? And that's, that's a big thing. They also have like these great little things in airports where, where veterans or anybody who's an active duty service member can come and like take a nap rest get water get what you know get drinks and you know whatever just just um, just you know kind of take a load off or like sometimes people you know a veteran will miss a flight or they'll need a hotel room or whatever USO can help them with that you know um, so uh, we work with the USO Illinois primarily a woman named Allison Rubel she's great but um, national USO is uh, is also one of our, uh, our our organizations so it's just it's just amazing stuff that we're doing and I'm really really proud because uh, you know BB BMC has donated, I want to say, oh, the current count, I got it right here, over $1.5 million since January of 2015 to these, wow. these veterans. So that's that's great, man. I'm that is you know great. Yeah, no, I'm 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 very proud. And I mean it's it's one of the things that we do at BBMC that, you know, I, I think is a great thing. And I always tell people, you know, when you're doing business with us, you're you're doing well and you're also doing good. Absolutely. You know, and so so it's a it's a big thing for me. So <clears throat> I guess if you are a veteran or you love your nation's veterans or not even just veterans, active duty service members as well mm-hmm. in the situation. Consider Mr. Mr. Gatliff here, not only for his charm and his wit, <laughs> but to support your nation's veterans. Absolutely, folks. And look, again, you know, I'll give my number out there again. If anyone, you know, um, you know, needs, you know, any advice, mortgages, real estate, or, you know, hey, you just want to call and talk to me because I'm a cool guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Whatever, you know, give me a call. 248-438-5542. Again, that's Tony Gatliff, Vice President of Mortgage Lending with BBMC Mortgage. That's 248 438 Five five four two, or you can uh, email me at Tony at militaryresourceradio.com or visit us at militaryresourceradio.com and fill out the contact form. Excellent. E- cool. Either way. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, th- thanks for uh, thanks for giving me a chance to uh, reach some folks up with that. Tony, thank you so much for the trip down memory lane, <laughs> the uh, education on mortgages and uh the ability to have this fun conversation. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. No, dude, this was this was absolutely great. I can't believe I'm saying dude on a podcast. But <laughs> I, I just you feel, can with me. Yeah, with you, I just I just feel it. But no, hey, man, thanks for having me on. I mean, it, it seems like you guys are doing great things, and 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 I really appreciate it. And don't worry, I'm not going to reveal uh, a lot of other stories I know about you. Oh God, we'll we'll just stick with the valet. We'll one save them for, for the now. next time. Yeah, we'll save them for the next time where we just got to smear Andy. All Absolutely, right? anytime, buddy. You're making me red over here. I love it. All, All right, buddy. Right. Thank you. Thank you, pal. Talk to you soon. Well, not only do I feel more educated on the mortgage lending process, I feel completely entertained by the antics, the stories, and the sheer tomfoolery of my friend Tony. 
<laughs> I hope you all uh, liked that interview as much as I did. If you missed any other resources or links mentioned in today's show, I've got you covered. Go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 38. At that same link, let me know if you are looking at buying a home soon and what mortgage solution you are considering. If you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. I'm still researching all the other ones. I'll be sure to get on those too. (laughs) But while you're at it, tell a friend about this family-empowering podcast. That would be awesome. Uh, We've now surpassed 12,000 total downloads since we started in the fall, and I owe that growth to you all, the listeners of this podcast. So thank you. I really appreciate it. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Jim Rohn once again. A formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a fortune. Here's to educating ourselves today, everybody. Carpe diem! Carpe diem!